Hey, everyone, that was Ain't No Getting Over You by Bean. You can check out her music. Her, her artist name is Bean. Her full name's Noelle Bean. You can find her on Facebook and also YouTube. Check out her music videos. Isn't that a cute song? I just noticed something also cute on my switchboard. The play buttons are now pink, almost red. Really cute. I guess hot pink. It's kind of different, but I like it. But then I am partially colorblind, so I'm not exactly sure if I'm accurate on that. But I definitely know the color scheme has changed on my switchboard, and I like it a lot better now. It's really, really cute. So in my eyes, it looks like hot pink, which is great because I love hot pink. And I'm so off topic already. So here we go. (laughs) I know the past few weeks I've been kind of in and out, so not as much as a full two-hour segment. And I'm going to try my best to hang in there tonight. Still a bit under the weather. I don't know if y'all recall from last time, but a couple of weeks ago, and I mentioned this on the last couple of episodes, or at least last episode, um, I went to yoga a couple of weeks ago. And I do great normally in yoga. I just do the easy classes like gentle, yen, kind of the easier starting level classes. You know, I use my way back into things. Well, <laughs> I apparently overdid it and uh, overestimated myself because we had the substitute teacher, and I won't say her name or anything, but she was really nice. I'm not going to throw her, throw her under the vest, even though it sounds like I am, because she was really, really nice. She actually sounded and looked just very similar to my mom's cousin, Margaret, uh, who I just adored and passed away from breast cancer a few years ago, and I really miss her. But anyway, so... Um, I'd never had this happen before, and so we had the substitute teacher. We'd had the same sub once before, and uh, long story long, <laughs> at a couple of weeks ago on Monday night, after the end of the class, she asked, hey, do y'all want me to go around and, like, stretch y'all out? And I was like, oh, that sounds good, you know? She's like, I'm also a massage therapist. So I thought, oh, that's kind of different, but that's good, because normally, you know, we just do our own thing at our own pace in yoga. They're they're really adamant about that. You know, go at your own pace, do what you can, don't overdo it. And, uh, well, at the time it felt really good. She like lift my legs in the air and like, I don't know, but circular motion and stuff. And then like went, you know, to my arms and my feet and stretched each side, you know, out top and bottom and just like pulled and stretched, you know, like a long body stretch, you know? Well, from the next morning, especially two mornings after, really, is when I noticed it. So, like, by Wednesday morning, I was, like, limping so bad. I'm still limping off and on. Well, I was doing a lot better. I thought I was almost healing, healed until yesterday. I drove for an hour and had to pull over twice. It scared the heck out of me because my driving leg is the same side as right now. That right side feels like my hip's dislocated and my leg's out of whack. I don't know. And it just felt like my leg was on fire. And I mean, I'm sure it's like nerve pain or something from the hip injury, like going all the way down to my leg and foot while driving. And so I pulled over a couple of times and just stretched and, and just rested and did stretches and then tried to walk it out. And then finally got home and then got in bed early, like nine o'clock. And then got up, got breakfast and went back to bed and got finally like two o'clock. Like I have to go to the grocery store. I got to do laundry. I still literally, as I'm talking right now, I got laundry in the washer dryer tonight and I'll have to wash the sheets and towels during the week. Uh, I really like to get all that done over the weekend, but you know, we were gone all day yesterday, and I had to do a lot of driving yesterday, and then that all happened. So I just, 
I guess I'm just frustrated because I've mentioned this before, but like I started working out. I tried to start working out faithfully, I should say, like this past July, end of July, technically first of August, really, because my birthday was end of July. And it was like this birthday gift and a uh, very nice birthday gift for our local rec center because I love going to the group fitness classes, especially yoga and Zumba. And I do like pounds, this is a drumsticks full workout class too. And, and I've tried a couple other type classes just kind of change it up well for some reason I keep having these setbacks and I'm just getting really frustrated and kind of down on myself you know because like I start doing better I start eating better which I am I'm eating a lot more fruit and vegetables overall don't get me wrong but like I don't know what it is something keeps happening either I mean I've I've had back issues for years now unfortunately the past few years have been really bad and um, you know, I'm trying to take care of that and everything, and and then I don't know, I don't know. It's just really weird. And um, so on top of all of that, it's either it's just always something. It's like either I'm like, oh, now I got the flu, you know, or okay, I can't work out for another week, and then then I can go back and start working out for a week or two. It seems like about every week or two, something happens like this. Like I haven't gone to the gym in two weeks now because of this, you know, I'm scared to even work out because I'm scared it's just going to make it worse. And then like um, on top of all that, I'm still waiting for a referral to a dermatologist because the other big issue is that when I do work out, I sweat and then I get these skin cysts. So some kind of skin issue I got going on now and I've never had it before until this year. So I guess I'm just getting really discouraged and I would love to hear your own comeback stories, whether it's weight loss or something else. I just could use some encouragement right now like how did you overcome an obstacle in your life feel free to share uh, and on top of that of course I'm going to be doing my favorite format which is trending topics uh, we got lots of fun stuff to talk about tonight from sports especially Texas Tech I'm excited to talk about that uh, final four that's amazing they finally made final four first time in school history can y'all believe that that's amazing so go Texas Tech Raiders um so sports, especially that story, uh, TV shows and movies, we'll talk about a bit, um, a little bit of music because that text to text story led me into this interesting story about the song. I'll explain that here in a bit. Uh, American Idol course is on tonight, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I'll watch, I was watching it earlier. I'll finish it probably tonight before I go to bed. It's a pretty good season, I think. I love that they went to Hawaii. That's so different. My birth dad, when he was in, may he rest in peace, but when my biological father, when he was in military, he he was actually stationed in Hawaii. I mean, how lucky is that? <laughs> you got to go to military. You get to be stationed in Hawaii. Man, that sounds beautiful. Um, yeah. So, switchboard phone number 323-642-1556 or... Um, Message me live on Twitter. Sorry, I'm trying to get myself back in gear and rhythm doing a two-hour format tonight. Uh, okay, so Twitter is – my Twitter name is Coffee Talk WC, which is C-O-F-F-E-E-T-A-L-K-W-C, Coffee Talk WC on Twitter. Message me anytime, and I'll read your tweets live on air. Uh, so we still got almost two hours to go. I've only talked for about well, a little under 10 minutes because I played that song. Uh, which, speaking of, I'm going to play another song by another artist, one of my favorites. Check out his music and find him on Twitter. Uh, just ask me anytime. Find me on Twitter and ask me how to find his music. But his name is Brandon Flippin. I adore him. And I love this album so much. 
So we'll play at least one or two songs from it, if not more, <laughs> during the show tonight. So hope you enjoy. I'll keep watching for your tweets and switchboard calls as we go through the night. Again, 323-642-1556 is the switchboard phone number. You can call in any time tonight over the next couple hours and or message me live on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And let's find a Brandon Flippin' song. Hmm. I'm trying to think which one I feel like listening to at this time. How about all that being said by Brandon Flippin? Enjoy.
Oh, my goodness. I'm just cracking up right now, going over to Twitter, posting, you know, the show's on air and everything, right? I'm like, oh, someone already retweeted. That's really nice of them. And then I look and it says on the Twitter profile name says something about their info, their description, like, I'm a bot, you know, that retweets anything that has something to do with, like, I don't know, fitness and stuff, I guess, because I'd put hashtag weight loss on the, you know, including what's your comeback story part of the <laughs> the info about tonight's episode, including, you know, that and the current events. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. I was also checking out Hello Ross. You all know Hello Ross on Twitter is also Ross Matthews, who I adore, who is the whole reason I even started this talk show, this podcast. I love him so much. And he just hosted GLAAD Awards for like the six, uh, excuse me, six year in a row and he did amazing like always so proud of him and I cannot wait for his next book to come out uh, I've read Man Up his first book so many times I even have it on audio version and love hearing him himself you know talk and read his book aloud so it does actually go to sleep listening to Ross read his book I just love it so I'm really excited about that so uh, give him a shout out follow him on Twitter hello Ross and check out his podcast called Straight Talk with Ross. It's really, really good. All right. So where do we even start, y'all? Let's start with Texas Tech because I'm really, really hyped about that. Maybe we should call pageant. Oh, I still say pageant. Dad probably be mad for me saying that because his daughter hasn't been in pageants in years since she's like all grown up now, like high school and everything. Crazy. I can't remember if she's a junior or senior now. Uh, let's see what we can call him for a minute and ask him his thoughts because he has family from Lubbock and stuff. So he might be excited too about the final four. Hold on. I can remember how to call out. Oh my goodness, I am out of routine. Jabari Russell, I am not able to come to the phone right now. If you would need a name, a number, and a short, brief message, I will get back with you as soon as possible. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hi, Jabari. It's Shell. You can reach me. I'm live on air, and I thought I would ask if you want to call back, you can reach me here on Coffee Talk with Shell at 323-642-1556. I'm on air till 10 o'clock tonight. And I was just started talking about uh, Texas Tech making the final four first time in school history. And I thought that'd be really fun to get your your insight, your feedback on that. It's really cool, isn't it? I really hope they win the whole thing. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. So anyway, um, yeah, okay. So let me read a few tweets about that, and that will lead me also next and from there to, into the music story, the controversial music story. Mm. Let's see here. So Texas Tech, they were going viral last night. All you know, people tweeting all about Texas Tech basketball. Uh, Texas Tech MVB wrote had to do it to them again for the Final Four. And then, of course, they have this viral video of them all celebrating in the locker room, which will lead me to that music story in a moment here. Greg Abbott wrote, 
Congratulations, Texas Tech Red Raiders, on advancing to the Final Four. The state of Texas is proud of your success. Hashtag March Madness. Very cool. So exciting. Uh, Texas Tech clinches spot in Final Four with a win over number one seed Gonzaga. That's amazing. You know those movies, like the underdog movies, kind of like Rocky. You know, I watched Creed 2, Netflix DVD, I watched the other night, and, you know, it's kind of based on the, well, it is, you know, like a remake of Rocky pretty much. But anyway, I love those underdog sports stories. Aren't those so good? My favorite sports movie, though, is Remember the Titans. That's such a beautiful love, message of love and unity, isn't it? I got Texas Tech winning the whole thing, Des Bryant tweeted. Oh, sweet. Awesome. I hope so, Des Bryant. I really hope so. Don't ever let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. Texas Tech MVP tweeted that. Oh, I love that. So this is really, really exciting. And I'm wondering if we know who the other teams are yet in the Final Four. Well, there's two of them they we're going to decide. I think, were they playing today, the other four teams? Let's see. The Final Four set. Oh, thank you, CBB Kings on Twitter. Perfect. Number one, Virginia versus number five, Auburn. Wow. Number two, Michigan State versus number three, Texas Tech. Okay, so Texas Tech needs to win against Michigan State next and then either Virginia or Auburn after that. And ask you got. I'm putting Texas Tech, of course. Going to root for my home state, my mom's alma mater. May she rest in peace. My mama would be so excited to see this even though she was mostly into uh golf and bowling she won trophies for but i'm sure she still would have been thrilled because that's where she went to college and she was at a sorority there with my yeah her sister too who my aunt may she recipes was my also my godmother um okay so that leads me into the music okay so there was a song i I didn't realize it had gone viral already, but I hadn't kept up as much lately, as y'all know. So, anyway, all right, here it goes. There was a song that they had playing, and they were dancing to, celebrating in the locker room, you know, after the Final Four. And so I look it up. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cute. You know, I hadn't heard it before. I was curious about it. And it let me know, like, a rabbit hole, you know what they call that, like when you a rabbit hole when you get on the internet, especially YouTube, you start watching one video and it leads you to another video and then you, you just watch all these videos all night and it's it's like a rabbit hole. Well anyway, so there's this song. Let me find it here. Give me just a second. All right. It's called Old Town Road. Bleacher reposted uh posted it. Texas Tech and Wild to Old Town Road in the locker room after reaching the Final Four. Uh, smiley face, laugh, laughing emoji. Uh, that is. So, <laughs> and uh, I was like, what is this song? It sounds kind of different, but I like it. And it made me feel like all country when I listened to it, you know, being from Texas and all. I love horses, by the way. And I haven't horseback ridden in a long time, but it's actually one of my favorite things to do, ironically. And because uh, when I was younger, I worked at a camp and I taught nature and, and did horseback riding with the kids. And I just, I love all that stuff. Well, anyway, so when I hear the song, it made me think about all that. You know, I was like, oh, this makes me want to like go camping and horseback riding, all that good stuff, right? So I start listening to it and everything. And then it's by Little Nas X. And then all of a sudden, 
I'm like, what is going on? And it's like controversy, controversy over a billboard removed it from the country charts. So this song apparently made it on the country charts, but they're, I don't know if they, I mean, it kind of has a mix of a rap too, but when I listen to it, when especially when I listen to the lyrics and the country twang on the song, uh, yeah. And I don't know if it's just him or this other guy. I was trying to figure out from when I listened to it, it sounds like two different guys singing. I think Lil Nas is singing kind of the intro part and then throughout, and that's other guy that has the country twang singing. I'm not exactly sure. So I think it's a duet. I'm not sure, but because every time I look up the song, I only see his name listed so i don't know someone can tell me a little more yourself about that because i'm a little confused anyway so it became this uh controversy because a lot of the fans you know thought that billboard should have kept it on the country charts and not you know put them in a box so to speak on on genre of music you know so what do y'all think all right so I thought that was really interesting. I wish I had a clip of the song to play for y'all, but unfortunately I don't. Well, let me see. Let's see if I can do it from my phone. I'll, I might have a way, actually. It might not sound as good quality audio, but I think it'll work if my phone will work. I have a very basic phone. It's so basic, I never even know if my keyboard will work or not. It's that bad. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but at least I can make phone calls from it. Thank goodness for that. If I have an emergency, that's the main point to having it. Okay. Um, Old Town Road by Little Nos X. All right, there we go. And then let me see if I can play a clip from it for y'all. I feel a little bad for doing this, but then I don't because I said all these radio DJs had like literally taken clips from the YouTube video to play on the radio before, you know, no official release of the song was even out. So <laughs> I think it helps the guy, especially with Texas Tech going viral with that locker room video. I was like, oh, he's going to go viral even more now. Okay, here we go. So let me listen, let me read the lyrics and then and then listen. So the lyrics say, "Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse tack is attached. Excuse me. Horse tack is attached. Hat is matte black. Got the boots that's black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha! You can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley." You ain't been off, off the porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my bladder, cheated on my baby. You can go and ask her. My life is a movie, bull riding and boobies. <laughs> Cowboy hat from Gucci, Wrangler on my booty. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to take my, going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. All right, so that's pretty much the lyrics there. All right, now here is the song. Hold on. All right, give me a second here. Let's see what y'all think. Okay, here's a little clip from the song. See so if you can hear it. All right, here we go. Enjoy. Be right back. I got the horses in the 
just there what do y'all think would you define that as country or not what do you think i personally have no problem with it going in the country genre i mean when i hear the lyrics and hear that country twang i just i like it i like and i love i love the artist crossover all the time you know we talk about comeback stories and beautiful second chances and like they um one commentator i think good morning america commentator mentioned how nelly crossed over to country you know from rap to country that's very common uh hootie and the blowfish did you know i i, I just i don't know i'm one of those two i agree like i don't want to put one artist in a box of just one genre i think they should be able to cross over and i think that's a beautiful crossover mix to combine kind of the rap style and the country you know I don't know. I'll just be curious to see what y'all think. You agree, disagree, what? So, again, the phone number, your switchboard phone number is 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. And or you can tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. I'm going to go ahead and play another song. Give me just a moment here. It won't be that song again, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Colin, let me know what you thought, think on about that song and about the Texas Tech, uh, make it to Final Four, and of course any other trending topics, including news, sports, and entertainment stories. Oh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on American Idol, especially tonight's episode with them being in Hawaii and all. And Grey's Anatomy, we have to talk about that. That was amazing. I need to tweet about Grey's Anatomy and see if I get some fellow fans of that show to call in because I could talk about that show all day, all night. It's like Big Brother. Grey's Anatomy is like my favorite show of all time. Well, recent years, which is many years. My favorite show of all time is actually Three's Company and MASH, but those are both sitcoms. So let's say for our favorite drama, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. And I mean, how spoiled am I? Really, I fall in love with this show for season one, and I'm so blessed that this, and there are two, of course, especially Shonda Rhimes, the writer, that this show is still on air this many seasons later. That is amazing. But it's that good, y'all. It really is. And this was one of the best episodes ever. No joke I've ever seen on the all the seasons. This is extremely memorable episode very very emotional which i was actually and that's gonna sound funny but i like because um so i used to count on jacuzzi nappy being like all oh, sad stuff make you cry and then i'm like what it's not it's not sad anymore like last few episodes i just didn't find it sad and this was like wow okay this they brought it back <laughs> this was a very sad episode 
Let's just say that. All right. In the meantime, let me find another song for y'all. I played uh, Ain't No Getting Over You by Bean when we started the show. And then I played I played a Brandon Flippin' song. I'm not sure I remember what the name of it was. Forgive me. Oh, all that being said. So let me mute that button so I don't play it again. Um, let me actually switch gears and play a different artist for y'all. So give me just a moment here. I'm going to play a song by another artist named Brandon, but his last name is, well, his stage name is Brandon Hilton, my dear friend in South Carolina, who run the Carolinas and miss him so much. So let me find this here for y'all. Give me just a moment. And again, I'll keep watching the switchboard, uh, 323-642-1556. Tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the song by Brandon Hilton. as one of my favorites i always say when you're most vulnerable is when you end up producing creating your best work no joke and i think that's why this song is one of my favorites of his because he's very vulnerable sharing you know how he grew up and such and just being very open about life and i love that about him all right so let me find it here again it's called glamour zombie i know it sounds like from the title halloween song but it really isn't it's really a great beautiful story of his life Great song to listen to anytime. So here we go. Enjoy. Oh, 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 
by Brandon Hilton. Follow him on Twitter. Find him on Facebook. And also uh, check out his Facebook page, his Fashion Line House of Man as well. So moving on now, um, American Idol. Tonight's episode, once again, is in Hawaii. It's the top 40, and I believe they're eliminating half, so 20 go home. I'm not sure why they, they're doing it in Hawaii, but I think it's pretty cool. Maybe that's what I'm doing, because it is different. <laughs> But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm going to start reading some tweets about it. Do you all have a favorite yet? Most people that end up watching the show, you know, tend to have one or two favorites as the season winds down, especially by now, top 40. All right. I love the three judges, and I love how the three get along so well. It's Lionel Richie, Luke Perry, excuse me, Katie Perry, and Luke Bryan. <laughs> I love it. Katie Perry tweeted some really cute pictures and wrote, Serving up Luke's and Phil's on American Idol. That's really cute. And I like her dress a lot. It's like really cute with this huge flower accessory, and then she's wearing another one like on her hat. So cute. And then I see uh, Lionel Richie wearing a lei in this picture, and then Luke Bryan's just kind of, I guess, a relaxed Hawaii style shirt. Both, all three look really cute. In Hawaii, and I can only imagine how relaxed they must feel. But that's kind of tricky, you know. And some of the contestants, when I was watching earlier, mentioned that where you get Hawaii, which is so relaxing, but then you got to focus on, <laughs> you know, it is a competition. You got to focus and work hard, you know. And you, when you think of Hawaii, you think it's relaxing, you know. At least I do. Okay. Uh, let's see, Ryan Sequest. To be honest, Ryan Seacrest isn't on the show as much. They have the other guy like interviewing the contestants. How do you feel stuff a little more than him now? It's kind of interesting, but he got a lot of work, other gigs going on too. You're in the top twenty, Walker, Walker Burroughs, American Idol. How nice! 
Retweet if you're here for Walker Burroughs. It has a Hawaiian shirt. American Idol tweeted that. I'm going to retweet that. That's funny. Very cool. <laughs> That's swag. Drake McCain. Oh, he's one of the redheads. I don't know if y'all noticed, but that episode of Idol, American Idol, right before St. Patrick's Day, I think over the, if I should have gone back and counted, but I think over half those contestants were redheads. Did y'all notice that? Which, I mean, I personally have Irish roots, so I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> but I was like, I've never seen so many redheads be passed through to Hollywood or whatever on the, <laughs> on one episode. It was crazy. And then I was like, wait a minute, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Is this subliminal or something? So funny. All right, let me read a few more tweets about American Idol. I, I have to watch the show a little bit more. I can't remember offhand who my favorite. Well, I had a couple of favorites. Uh, I know one of them, but I, I can't remember if he made it through this last round or not. I hope he did. His name's Lane. I can't remember his last name. He was he came back. He auditioned, I think, last season. And what's the rule about that anyway? What were all saying they couldn't audition or return from you know the past? What's up with that? There were at least two two that were from the I think last season that came back and auditioned or or they came with another new contestant that ended up on the show anyway. Something something weird about that rule. I don't know. I guess they made exceptions or something. I or I don't understand the rule. Does anyone know what that is? What's that rule is about them not being able to come back the next season or something or I don't know. It was weird. I'm trying to find my that guy I'm talking about, see if he's still an idol. I can't remember. Lane Hardy, that's his name. I N E H A R D Y Y is his Twitter name if y'all wanna follow him. I'm gonna retweet his stuff too. Aww. Yeah, it doesn't look like he made it. I might be wrong, but... Well, no, it doesn't... I still can't tell. I can't tell if he's still on an idol or not. Uh, I think he made it through, but I can't remember. You know, they put them all in those rooms, and there's so many of them in each room. Two of the rooms made it through, I think. One room didn't. And there's so many people I can't remember. I think did he make it through? I hope so. I think he did. I think he did because it doesn't look like he was on Twitter much lately, which is a good sign that he might be in Hawaii. And how does that work? Are they gonna stay in Hawaii, or when do they come back for more auditions? Oh, maybe they come back for public. I don't know. I wonder how that'll work since it's the last judges round. You know, when the judges get to decide, goes home, and then after that, I think it's open phone lines or we call in. You know, any people watching that want to call in and vote, Pup America votes. Oh, how nice. This I just realized this is from April 6th of last year. NYCCI1, Nicole Clarity wrote to Luke. Uh, Lane Hardy and copied Luke Bryan on it and said, maybe Luke will steal you when American Idol is over. Damn shame. I know he 
loved you. It would have been the full package. Keep going. It's not over. <laughs> How funny. Oh, he made it again. That's really cool. But yeah, who are y'all's favorites on Idol? I'd love to hear your thoughts on American Idol. All right, I'm going to be right back. I'm trying, still trying to figure out if he made it through or not. Let me play another song while I figure this out. All right, give me just a minute. I'm trying to find another favorite. I can't remember their name. Isn't that terrible? Oh, no, it's not terrible. So many reality shows. Can't keep up. All right. Oh, speaking of Big Brother, I wonder when that starts. Probably June, May, June. I always call it my summer show because I pretty much watch it the whole summer. It's like work and watch Big Brother. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. In the meantime, I hope you all enjoy this next song. But, uh, again, if you want to call and share your thoughts on any trending topics, including news, sports, and entertainment, as well as your own comeback story, I'd love to get inspired to hear from you. And uh, or any topics we've already talked about, I'd love to hear further thoughts on those, including Texas Tech make it to the Final Four, that controversial song that I think had Personally, I don't have a problem with it being on the country charts. And a little sad billboard pulled it called Old Country Road. Or was it Old, Old Town Road? Oh, see, I think I'm already saying it wrong. Oh, my gosh. Old Town Road? Oh, I hate when I do that. Old Town Road. Yeah, Old Town Road. My bad. A little nos. Once. Well, it says the, the X is for what's little nos what's. Hmm. Looks like the challenge went well. They had a challenge for the song, or all these people like kind of did their own dancing interpretation of the song. Old Town Road. Looks like it went well. Anyway, so if you want to share your thoughts on the Old Town Road song, Texas Tech made the Final Four. Um, what else? We do American Idol. Any Netflix movies? Because I love Netflix. Uh, yeah, let me know. And hope you enjoy this next song. This is the one I call like kind of my go-to spiritual song. And I feel like hearing it right now because it always makes me feel better. So here's Steam by Brandon Flippin. Transparency Kids 
That song so much. Isn't that such a beautiful song, y'all? Again, that's seen by Brandon Flippin. Hope you'll check out his music, his new album. So good. So good. Uh, and I'm trying to remember his. <laughs> Forgive me, Brandon. I'm trying to remember your Twitter name. Let me see if I can find it here real quick for y'all so you can shout out. Give him a shout out. Say hi. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. It is B-F-L-I-P-P-E-N-M-U-S-I-C, B-Flippin' Music. Be like for Brandon, of course, B-Flippin' Music. And again, you can check out his music. And that, again, was my favorite song off his latest new album, his first new album, actually, called Seam, that I call my go-to spiritual song. You can also check out his music on SoundCloud.com forward slash Brandon Flippin' Music. And check out the new album again. Uh, I believe the title of the album itself is The Passionate Mind. Yeah, I was trying to remember offhand. Um, so good. And the sexiest song on there that I may play for y'all here shortly is called One Night Overdue. Oh my gosh. That is like, there's only like two or three songs that I think are really, really sexy. And that is one of them. And the other one I could think right now of is Gorilla by Bruno Mars. Oh my gosh. That song is so sexy. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite sexy song? Fun question of the night. Okay. Switchboard vote number again, 323-642-1556. Or message me live on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I'm trying to remember what else I was going to talk about tonight. Oh, this is breaking news. Nipsey Hussle dead after shooting at his L.A. store. Oh, my gosh. The rapper and businessman has been pronounced dead at the hospital after being shot outside his clothing company in South Los Angeles. Law enforcement officials told NBC News he was 33 years old. 
And uh, this was tweeted out by U.S. News. Oh, that's horrible. Gosh, he was so young. 33 years old. Oh, may he rest in peace. Prayers for all his fans and family. That is so, so sad. Oh, so terrible. Pharrell Williams wrote about him. says, you were about something positive and for your community and every chance you had to speak. And because of that, you inspired millions, millions who will uphold your legacy forever. Rest amongst the stars. Wow. That's very nice, well said. That is so, so sad. LeBron James also tweeted, uh, so, so sad, man, damn, man, this hurts. That is, gosh, 33 years old, so, so young. Uh, Rihanna also tweeted, this doesn't make any sense. My spirit is shaken by this. Dear God, may his spirit rest in peace, and may you grant divine cover to all his loved ones. Nipsey Hussey, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Golly, rapper and giant shot in front of his clothing line in South L.A. It's just terrible, y'all. Terrible. Please keep his family in your prayers. Very sad. I wish I had a song of his to play for y'all now. Gosh. I'll definitely be listening to his music tonight. Keeping his loved ones in prayers. Uh, So that, unfortunately, is a top story of the night now. Um... Also trending on Twitter is Duke NCAA Tournament Elite Eight. Down goes Duke. Number two Michigan State defeats top seeded Blue Devils to advance the Final Four. And Twitter Moments tweeted that. Doesn't that sound weird? Twitter Moments tweeted that, but that is their name. Their Twitter name, Twitter Moments. Also trending right now on Twitter is. Give me just a second here. Oh, my goodness. It says two helicopter pilots killed in a crash in Arizona, U.S. Oh, Marine Corps says my birthday was Marine Corps. May he rest in peace. According to the U.S. Marine Corps, two pilots have died in a helicopter crash near Yuma, Arizona on Saturday evening. Oh, my gosh. My thoughts with all for sure. My prayers up for them. Oh, that's terrible. Trying to see if I can find more to that story. Give me a second here. This is on WGME.com. And they retweet it by the Associated Press. It says U.S. Marine Corps officials are investigating after two pilots died in a helicopter crash during a training mission at southwestern Arizona. A statement from the Marine Corps station says a crash of AH-1Z Viper occurred about 8.45 p.m. tonight. I'm sorry, Saturday night, last night. A spokesperson for the station says the crash occurred on the vast Marine Corps Air Station Yuma training ground. Captain Gabriel D. says no additional information is immediately available. The names of the pilots who were killed have not been released pending notification of their families. It says that the station is located about two miles from Yuma and 1,300 square miles of training ground, one of the largest, world's largest military installations. Wow. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible. Get my prayers up for them and their families. Gosh. Can never say thanks enough to any each and every one of them for their service. And if my military friends are listening, I love y'all, I miss y'all. Please stop by and say hi in the chat room if you're able to. First Lieutenant Diane and everyone. Screaming eagles and all. All right, 
I'll be right back. I'm going to play a song. I need to take a break for a moment, so I'll be right back. And let me find it. Actually, instead of a song, I'm going to do a flashback. So for the older listeners, you can go down memory lane with me, but the new listeners can kind of get a feel of the variety of the different interviews and topics. So these are uh, it's a compilation of some past inter- snippets from past interviews along with some music by Brandon Hilton. So enjoy. going on with the coffee in Texas. I'm going to give it one more Hi. chance, actually. I'm on my way to lunch, and I'm going to give it one more chance, but I can't wait to get <laughs> back to fresh beans in California. Oh, see, Starbucks is my favorite here. So I was like, no, I host Coffee Talk with Shell, and he doesn't like the coffee here in Dallas. That's I mean, terrible. You know what, though? No, I haven't had Starbucks here. I've had That's the problem. From, I just want yeah, chocolate I mean, mocha. you, you got to get, get some it. good coffee besides Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I make really good coffee, so hey. Well, I mean, South Carolina is home, but Dallas is home, too. I have, I just, I consider I have two homes, you know? And one, I mean, there's more family. There's a different kind of family. Each have two families. You know, I have family here and I have family there, but it's two different kinds of families. Like, this is, like, the monster family. <laughs> home is, like, Dallas. the Beverly Hillbilly family. Yeah, my name is Ross from Los Angeles, California. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. This is Ross Matthews. <laughs> it is. Oh How are God. you? I'm shaking. I love you. Oh, yeah. you're so cute. We all dream, but nobody listens. But if you love it and you embrace it and you just, you know, you're fearless, then, you know, it's a great thing. And in our dreams, we That inspired me to write Midnight Cabaret. We all have the money, have the money. There was a lot of attention, but then it kind of cooled down. And we all drive the nicest cars. Seemed like motto in life is just to have fun and just, um, you know, enjoy life. And, and it took so long to realize that something was missing. like for this book to be a movie. That's my next big dream. Is there everything that you would hope would make you feel so good? You know, I was really excited and, you know, a, a little bit nervous as far as, like, the crowd and stuff, but um, it was it was awesome, and I, and I had a ball performing and um, just, you know, meeting new people and meeting football players. It was, it, was a, it was a dream come true. Is there everything? that, uh, you know, telling Sean's story is not only helping me heal, but it also helps me spread the word that this stuff, the things that's happening with Sean, uh, which is happening every day in this country, should never, ever have to happen again. Good, good. I I say to her, you, you are so beautiful. You are that child that just went, that you're that person that just went through so much, but it's okay. Hey, you. Like 
so these are the news stories of our time, which is sort of my my hope for the future. Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Who's calling in from where? Hello, this is Ross from Los Angeles. Hi, Ross, how are you doing? This is really Ross. No one can call in and pretend to be me because this this voice is an instrument <laughs> and a gift. <laughs> Coffee Talk with Shell in 2009. It's been a huge journey, blessing in my life. I've interviewed many celebrities, uh, some via phone, some in person. Uh, Super Bowl came here in 2010, and that was probably one of my biggest pivotal moments in my talk show uh, journey. Life-size corn maze, and you have to find your way out. Quick way I 
could make a gingerbread cookie? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can go out and buy the, the store-bought gingerbread mixes and just um, – <laughs> It just mixed up together and, and bake you in the well, oven. You told me. About <laughs> <laughs> a gingerbread mix, Joe. It's easy as that. Oh, my goodness. I still laugh every time I listen back to that part. I love that. <laughs> Chef Alex, my dear friend, Chef Alex, check out his show as well. He's. <laughs> Alex Cardinal, he's on the Blog Talk Radio as well. Uh, he has a fish show as well, which I don't, I don't know much about. It's really interesting. I've learned a little bit about fishes and aquariums and all that through, through his show, but I've learned a whole lot from him about cooking and such too. He, <laughs> we were laughing because <laughs> so embarrassing to admit this, but if you go back in the archives, you'll hear me do an interview on his show. He challenged me for like a weekend to do cooking you know gave me all these recipes right so I went to the grocery store I bought all the ingredients and I did make everything the only catch was that I didn't use the oven I microwaved everything it was a mess (laughs) it was so messy I have a fear of fire and I don't use the oven much and then ironically about oh gosh it was about two weeks two weeks ago now my microwave had a little little pop like light fire for a second and we're still using it so it scares the heck out of me every time I use it I have to stay with it and watch it but I was cooking um bacon and I even had a paper towel over it but you know how bacon's like kind of greasy and stuff in it unfortunately the you know caused this little shock fire in the microwave it scared the heck out of me I immediately turned it off and thank god the fire went right away thank god but it scared me I'm pretty sure I need to get a new microwave now um even though it's still usable it scares me you know uh, anyway, but uh, I laughed thinking back about that whole story with Chef Alex, and that was pretty silly there, too, about the gingerbread cake, because I thought he was going to tell me how to make it from scratch, and he was like, yeah, you can just go to the store, you know, and buy one of those cake mixes. <laughs> He's so funny. Anyway, we got almost a whole hour to go. Feel free to call in say hello. We're talking about trending topics from uh, sports to entertainment to news stories. Well, we haven't really done much news stories. Well, no, we've done sports and entertainment, so I guess news is next. I kind of avoid those stories as much on the show because I like to keep it light and positive, but I know a lot of people like to talk about, you know, current events and news as well, so I incorporate it, uh, and I try to be objective and hear all of you, so don't get mad if I don't want to share my opinion. I may or may not. All right, so <laughs> depending on what story it is, let's just say that much. All right, so again, switchboard phone number 323-642-1556. And you can also tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC. I am going to play a song while I go over and see a few top news stories, and then we'll go from there. So I'll keep watching Switchboard and tweets in case anybody actually calls in or tweets live or whatever, or even listens to this later. I don't know. Isn't it sad? Like, I have eight sides of the family, and I don't think any of my family friends even listen to my podcast. It's so sad. But, you know, I don't do this for them. I do this for me. And something I always want to do, and I'm just not ready to give it up after 10 years. I just want to keep it going. And uh, speaking of, if you have topic suggestions and or guest interview requests, please feel free to send those to me. <laughs> Always open to that. So Coffee Talk WC on Twitter is the best way to do that. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to actually play a song I always play every – I normally play every week. I've been a little off track lately. So I definitely want to play it now. 
It's called Time to Go Home by Michael Franti Spearhead. It's my favorite band, and it's a song I dedicate when I play it every week for my military friends, but in general as well for all military and veterans and their loved ones, and a special dedication to my military friends that listen to this podcast while they're serving overseas, including First Lieutenant Diane and my Screaming Eagle soldier friends as well. And uh, speaking of Michael Franti and Spearhead, I cannot wait. My favorite band is actually coming here to Dallas, Texas uh, in August, I think August 4th. Check out their music and tour dates at michaelfranti.com. I cannot wait to see them. I miss them so much. All right. So in the meantime, again, this is my song of dedication and can never say thank you enough. Thank you times infinity to all military and their veterans and their loved ones for all you all do. Love y'all. Those who start wars Never fight them Those who fight wars They never like them
Something wrong with your mic on your end, but um, we can't hear you either on the blog talk page or over the phone. Oh, uh, oh my goodness, I'm here now. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> sorry for that technical issue. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, yes, ma'am. My name is Dave. I'm calling from Minnesota. Oh, nice to meet you, Dave, from Minnesota. Would you want to share your thoughts on tonight? Yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, the president being cleared of colluding with Russia. Oh boy. <laughs> Do we have to go there? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if you don't Lord. want to talk about it, it's fine. Well, you can share your thoughts. I really don't want to with mine right now on that particular topic, honestly. That's a huh. <laughs> not crazy about it, honestly. I'm not crazy about him. <laughs> How do you feel? Well, I mean, would would you consider at least it to be good news that our president didn't, you know, basically commit treason and work with a foreign power like that? Mm. <laughs> oh, I mean, I think he's, to be fair, he's done some good and, and bad, but uh, I, I mean, overall, I want peace, of course, to win with all countries, you know, especially for my home country, America. I want us to, right. you know, all get along, especially Russia. I mean, we've had Look at the history between U.S. and Russia. You know, have you called in before? This this sounds like a familiar question I had in the past from my listener. Was that you before that asked me that question? Uh, I don't think so. 
Okay, I was just curious. Because I've been asked that, gosh, about a few months ago. Well, anyway, share your thoughts. Yeah, no, I was um, I was kind of questioning the whole narrative early on just because I felt like it, it seemed to me more of like, and I, I say this as independent myself, but I just I felt like it was more of um, an excuse for why Hillary Clinton lost, like to save face, because mm-hmm. I think it was really embarrassing for her to lose to him because like, you know, Trump was basically saying like four or five things every week that would have torpedoed anybody else's campaign. I mean, the guy was, like, tripping off of coffee tables and stepping on rakes. It was unreal. But yet, mm. for whatever reason, she could never get ahead of this guy. And it was, like, the whole campaign, he was out working her. He would go to, like, five cities a day, and she would do, like, one rally every two weeks. And yeah. I don't know. I just felt like wow. she didn't work hard enough for it, you know? Yeah. No, I can totally see that. That's a great comparison, a great point there. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time. For me, it was a big deal. It was the first time ever for me I mean I'm 44 so I've voted quite a bit now <laughs> since I was 18 you know for the president and it's the first time I ever voted and I just could not I couldn't bring myself to put any name I couldn't put either name I actually put Bernie Sanders I've never done that before it's the first time I, I used to not even share who I voted for but that whole thing went down I just couldn't bring myself to vote for either I just I just right. couldn't agree with either honestly and I'm independent too I never vote per party I don't believe in that. Right. And and a lot of people did what you did too. Like I know most of the people I know either didn't vote or they just voted, you know, they just did a write-in because most yeah. people were discussing the vote. You know, it was like that old saying of <clears throat> two between two, a lesser two evils was just like, it didn't even apply because they were both equally terrible. So it was just like, what exactly. Are you, what are you doing? Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Exactly. And I'm really curious to see what's going to happen the next presidential election. I mean, my goodness, so many people stepping up saying they're going to run. And I can't wait to see how, how that weeds out to who's actually going to be the primary candidates and how it's going to go. I know I know Hillary already right. said she's not running again. So that's well, out. Thank God for that. Yeah. Right. I agree. I, I agree with you. I want Bernie. But this, <laughs> right. But I was, I was kind of worried because, I mean, do you agree that in the uh, primary back in 2015, that Bernie was effectively, it was pretty much rigged against him. Like he was basically, you know, like the DNC basically set it up to where Hillary was going to win no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Do you think that they might pull that again? Cause I, I got a weird feeling like they're going to make sure mm-hmm. Joe Biden ends up being the guy for some reason, mm-hmm. you know. I got that mm-hmm. weird feeling that they'll do that. Because history, history repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why you got that feeling. <laughs> I hope not. Not to mention he's like one of Obama's guys. And I feel like, you know, anyone who's part of that inner circle has like just preferential treatment from the DNC. And so I just feel mm-hmm. like he's going to get that, you know, because they have that mm-hmm. weird thing with the superdelegates, which is really dumb. Where like the superdelegates can go a different way than what the states voted for. It's like, what what kind of system is that? That makes no sense. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's got some interesting points. I'll give you that. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that goes down. But, I mean, it's just like, I mean, half the time now, honestly, I don't even want to watch the news because it's always Trump this, Trump that, and mostly negative, and I just don't even want to hear it. Uh, isn't that terrible? <laughs> but I'm just being honest. Right, but would you say that the reason it's mostly negative is because uh, I believe Harvard put out a study showing that 85% of news journalists are registered Democrats? Yeah. 
But I mean, and I'm I, not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican, and I, I'm not actually a huge fan of Trump. I mean, I do agree with a few of the things he's done more recently, but not overall. I still wouldn't have voted for him. If I go went back in time, I still would. I still would have done the same thing. I still would have voted for Bernie Sanders regardless. But I think maybe I just mean in general, just not even not even him per se in that regard. Just because I'm not a huge fan of him, but just. I mean, I just avoid a lot of the news lately, let's just say. <laughs> right. But, I mean, to his credit, though, he's done a great job in the economy. Like, I was pretty stunned to see that, like, every category, we've got record low unemployment. Like, we have the lowest unemployment ever for women, for blacks, for Hispanics. And then generally, nationally, we're almost at the all-time record for the lowest unemployment. And he's got, like, the record level of jobs. And I just saw this economic report that said we had a 51 GDP growth last year, which is, I mean, that's, we haven't had that kind of high number since basically the late 80s. So that's, uh, yeah. I think that includes that whole statistic, though, too. I, I see the other side of that story about, and it's not a negative aspect to this. I think it's actually encouraging and inspiring to me, but I think that goes along with also, um, that part about the employment with so many people starting their own businesses. You know, that whole thing about yeah. the women and yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. It's not it's not a negative side effect, it's just kind of an interesting side effect of that though, cause effect from, you know, higher employment. So but I, I kinda like that. I kinda like to add to like, you know, you're struggling, well then find a way and they did. So that's kinda cool. Yeah, it's a really great change to see like culturally this is probably the the most advanced women are have been in our society probably in the history of this country. Like, there's more tangible progress than I think ever before, as far as yeah. women's rights. You know where they are as far as jobs and politically. And because if I'm not mistaken, isn't this the most women that have ever been in Congress that yeah. we have now? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, things are things are changing for the better on a lot of fronts. Yeah, that is another positive. Which is nice to see. <laughs> so I don't mean to be all negative. It's just. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I like, I get, I get kind of mixed emotions depending on each aspect. There's so many aspects and so many stories going on with Trump, you know, every day it's something else in the news. But I mean, like, I guess I get frustrated just personally. I hate walking on eggshells all the time. And even when I don't even say anything, like when, even when I'm not hosting a podcast, like opening a forum, you know, like I, I went to get my hair cut just a haircut like a month ago and I was sitting there and these two guys come in you know no problem just friends and stuff talking to the hairdresser and also one of the guys looks at me and he was like you're a president that this and did this I was like uh you don't know who I voted for you don't know me from Adam <laughs> you know I just I have to deal with that stuff like I don't know about you but I just I feel like a lot of people kind of walk on eggshells or if we don't then we're always like debating and arguing more than ever now on the political front I'm like, I don't even know you. Don't make assumptions about me, you know? And I, just, yeah. I don't know if it's because where I live or what, you know, I'm in Texas. So <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm really not. I've never, ever, ever voted one party or another. Some people just go straight Democrat ticket or straight Republican ticket. I had never done. I will never claim a party. I don't believe in that at all. I always said vote for the best candidate. And that's why I voted Bernie Sanders because in my heart, I felt yeah. that was the best option, even though he wasn't officially, you know, a candidate. And I'm sure that's why Hillary right. lost because too many of us, unfortunately, did that, but had to follow my gut. <laughs> that's true. I think part of yeah. that is like social media and like Twitter in particular, because like compared to say 
10 or 15 years ago, people like know more about what's going on politically than ever before. And especially oh, because true. of Twitter, like everyone's up on like, cause think about it. remember back in like the early two thousands and the nineties, like mm-hmm. you would only hear about politics if you happen to watch the evening news or, you know, like yeah. you, you barely saw unless you read the newspaper. Now it's like everywhere you go, every single second, you get every little update and it's, just too much information so everyone's engaged and they're all politically activated and that's why people are the way they are now mm-hmm. so true yes i mean you're right you can't help but notice i mean there's no way social media is not going to be a huge influence factor nowadays <laughs> it just is a part of life people ask me all the time it's kind of a side note but people ask me all the time why do you hardly post on facebook and stuff anymore i'm like because i got tired of like going places for example you go to your high school reunion right and everyone already yeah. knows everything about you it's like what's the point of even going to high school reunions? i'm like i just i don't even keep up like i used to with family friends as much i mean i do but i don't you know like i'd rather just see you and ask you how was your day or what's going on in your life than just always know every single detail on facebook <laughs> so and i think it's the same is, with the whole that. thing is like a gigantic government data collection operation mm-hmm. Because if you find out, like, what's behind Google and Amazon and Twitter and a lot of these companies, <laughs> if you do a little research, you find out a lot of them are connected to the CIA and that there's mm-hmm. different companies, government agencies that get access to all this data. And it allows them to, you know, do certain things to try to manipulate the public. And, you know, I mean, that's what the whole thing with Russia was about, was, like, they got on social media, put out a bunch of stuff, and they and they tried to influence people to vote for Trump over Hillary. And so... The power of that, I think the governments are really realizing that they, they can use these things as weapons, like from an information mm-hmm. standpoint. So totally. that's why it's best to just leave it all alone. You know, it's not worth it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it is. Isn't it interesting, though, when you see things like that, people, I always think there's always more to the story. Like you, like you said, I totally agree with that. It's so true. If you look into it more with the CIA and everything, but um, the mm, – I don't, I don't know, this, maybe this was a month or two ago, but from a job, I was calling this one company, and it was a drone company, and I couldn't help but notice who owned it. And I was like, what? And it was the, you know, the meditative guru guy? How do you say his name? Deepak Chopra? Yeah, yeah, and I was, yeah. I was, I was like, why does he own a drone company? And then I started getting all, like, really wondering and getting all paranoid, I guess, because I was watching a movie last night that they had drones and they were like, we use these drones to, you know, find weapons and find out what's really going on. And I'm like, why does this meditative guru guy own a drone company? <laughs> it just doesn't sound so meditative to me. I don't right. get it. And I'm like, there's more of the story there. I mean, maybe it's just all about the money on that aspect. I don't know. But what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely about the money. And whenever you're involved in government and you know, have certain connections, you get deals. And that's all these people who are involved in government make money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I see. Well, thank you, Dave, from Minnesota. Uh, I really enjoyed calling. I'm speaking with you. Go ahead. Thank you very much. You have a good night. I appreciate talking to you. Oh, thank you. Bye, Dave. Have a great week. Yep. It was really nice. That was Dave from Minnesota. I hope you'll keep listening if you're listening, Dave. Thank you again. And, and keep tuning in Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. And I feel a little bad. It's just, I don't know. I got a lot of family, and I got half the family on one side of politics and the other family on the other side. And uh, <laughs> I always feel torn in the middle. I just don't even want to say anything sometimes. That's why I like to be objective most of the time and just hear all views, you know. But 
at the same time, we all, we're all human. We all got opinions, too. All right, so we got 30 minutes to go. It was a really nice conversation with Dave from Minnesota once again. And uh, if you want to call in and share your own thoughts on any training topics, including news, sports, and entertainment, again, the phone number is 323-642-1556 or message me on Twitter at CoffeeTalkWC. And in the meantime, let me find a song for you. I'll give me just a moment here. I'm going to find another song by Bean. All right. Crawl wherever you are. Enjoy.
Once again, that was Wherever You Are by Bean. Again, if you want to call in, the switchboard phone number 323-642-1556 or message me live on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC, and share your thoughts on any trending topics, including sports, entertainment, and news. I kind of avoid the news as much. I really like to focus more on sports entertainment tonight or anytime, but uh, at the same time, I, I do enjoy learning and uh, you know, from y'all and your thoughts on any news stories as well. All right. So it just, unfortunately, it just, I don't know, when it comes to news. I wish there were more feel good stories. You know what I mean? There's this one um, station that started like a feel good news story of the week. And it, I love it. I get the email alert. And I'm just like, love it. I look forward to it every week now. It's really cool, really positive stories. But anyway, um, okay. Trying to think, I lost my thought. Oh yeah, news, sports, entertainment, and or if you want to share your own comeback story, because I could really use some encouragement right now. I don't want to get into it. I'm just well. I kind of mentioned earlier with the weight loss struggles and setbacks and all, and I don't know. I'm just feeling kind of down. Usually I bounce back pretty quick, but uh, I don't know. Just had a few setbacks lately, and it's not like the end of the world or anything. I'm just not. I just feel crummy. Let's just say that I just feel crummy and not like am I right? Pop, but I'm usually a lot more bubbly and feel better and I'm just feeling I'm just feeling crummy overall and just stressed and worried about stuff and um yeah I don't know hopefully everything will work out I think and hope it will but I just things aren't bad I just think it's just a lot I guess I'm down on myself with a lot of personal goals that I really wish I was doing a lot better at and feel like I'm really behind on my goals I guess that's the best way to word it and be generic. <laughs> so if you have a weight loss story or any other overcoming obstacle story, I would love to hear it. We've got 24 minutes to go. I could use some encouragement. I did watch Walk, Ride, Rodeo on Netflix streaming. I highly recommend it. It's a, that will motivate you. And that totally did give me some encouragement. But I'm still feeling a little crummy for some reason. Even after watching that movie, which is really good. Check it out. It's a true story based on this girl that uh, was in a horrible car wreck, gets paralyzed for life, and she was already like a barrel, I think they call it barrel racer. She rides horses and competes in the rodeo, and she, her, her real name is Amber Lee Snyder, I think, and she finds a way to still ride the horses and still compete in rodeo, and she still does amazing, and it's a really, really good movie, and I learned about it because my favorite uh, musician, favorite artist is actually Michelle Samuel from... The voice from Team Musher. She was on there years ago. And final two. And I miss you, Michelle Shamuel, wherever you are. Uh, she hasn't released new music or been on social media in a long time. And I really miss her. She kind of goes through lulls. I don't blame her. You know, it's it's just weird having like your favorite musician not be on social media much and not release new music all the time. But it's also kind of refreshing uh, because she's one of the rare few that is like that most of them are like new album every year and new or even two albums a year you know even you know as an aspiring comedian myself i know they talk about how nowadays it's it's so much pressure where they want you to be on social media constantly promoting and interacting with fans and they want you to at least have one new stand-up you know whole routine for an hour long every single year and go on tour like musicians it's a similar concept you know new music, new album, new tour every year or two tours. I don't know. It's just this nonstop thing. So it is kind of refreshing to see her take a step back. Remember when Ed Sheeran took a year off 
social media and just traveled the world, <laughs> like went to all the places back to where he had even performed concerts, but didn't have the time to just sit down and enjoy those places before. Isn't that so inspiring? <laughs> he had the time and money to do it. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a year off and just quit social media and just be with my loved ones. And I just thought that was so cool. But anyway, sounds really nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 22 minutes to go now to be exact. Again, 323-642-1556 or message me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. I want to go over to Twitter for just a moment, see if anything else is trending. That's huge news that I hadn't uh, tweeted earlier. Well, actually, I'll just do an overview. Oh, I didn't watch SNL last night. I totally forgot. It's on my DVR. I love Sandra Oh. She hosted. I missed her on Grey's Anatomy. I got to check that out for sure. Sweet. So that's, that's a fun topic. Did y'all watch it? What'd y'all think? Y'all want to know something? My confession here, my, I think everybody has at least one guilty pleasure TV show that they're almost embarrassed to admit they watch. And mine, because I'm 44 years old, and mine is Teen Mom. I watch Teen Mom. So embarrassed to admit that because I'm older. I think most of the viewers are actually young people that watch it. <laughs> anyway, I got all into it the other day. Well, I actually, what I did was I binge watched it, I guess, because I'm so used to Netflix and stuff. I just like record everything on DVR and then when I'm ready to watch, because I hate commercials and I can just forward through them. And then, you know, it actually saves time. You watch like an hour show in 30 minutes when you forward through commercials on DVR. You know what I mean? So I'm like, hey, I'm saving time when I do this. <laughs> Anyway, it's all about time management, right? Yeah, that's the ticket. But anyway, it, it was interesting. I think the most interesting uh, episode, most controversial one, was when this, there was Janelle and Kelly's two teen moms that they get along and then they don't, back and forth, back and forth. Well, so they weren't getting along, and Kel did a peace offering where she had a new new hair product and mails them to Janelle, but Janelle mad because all she gets is the hair products in the mail. But Kel didn't like call or say, you know, hey, what's my piece offering or or apologize or whatever. And so Janelle gets mad, thinking, well, she could at least just call and talk to me. So she takes the hair products and starts a fire and like blows up the hair products and makes a video like on Instagram goes viral. And I was like, oh no. And then Kel's like, I should call and thank her because I got like $10,000 in sales now. I was like, in a day or something, something crazy like that. Like it was a, actually a win win for Kel. And I was like, I don't think Janelle thought that would happen. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about Teen Mom. I'm kind of blushing, even talking about it, embarrassing that I'm admitting this. <laughs> it's time to play a song as we're going to wind down. But I'll keep watching for your calls. <laughs> and I really hope Texas Tech wins that final for y'all. All right, if I think of another big topic, I'll, oh, Grey's Anatomy. I'll play one more song, and then i got to talk about that Grey's Anatomy episode. I did say I would talk about that. It was so good. It's kind of a sensitive topic, so I need to do that trigger warning right now. So I'm saying it right now for y'all. All right, um, here is, mm, I don't know. i got to figure out a good song to play right before I talk about that Grey's Anatomy episode. That's, ooh, that's tough. Ooh. <laughs> How about... I think that goes back to Brandon flipping music, honestly. That's kind of a or that style. Mm. It's going to sound weird, but I'm going to play One Night Overdue because I talked about it earlier. It's a sexy song. 
and not exactly that this episode Grey's Anatomy is sexy because it's a very sensitive topic, but I don't know. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't exactly apply. That's okay. I just want to hear it. All right. I hope y'all like it. I love this story. I got to share this with y'all. Uh, I'll talk about Grey's Anatomy here in just a moment, but I was over on Twitter. Oh, I love this story. Okay. So cool cat underscore Colin on March 28th tweeted, my dad is 45. 
pursuing a modeling career, and I've never seen him happier. He told me he's just waiting for a chance to blow up. So Twitter, meet my dad. And he posted like four pictures of his dad, a couple more. Actually, all four of them, he had sunglasses. Uh, He's wearing sunglasses. I think it's three of them, and then one of them, he's holding the sunglasses. But anyway, sitting down in one of them, and standing in the others, a couple of them, he's by a car. Anyway, he looks great. And uh, so this went viral, and he did an update. Uh, so I turned 45 this summer, so I'm and I'm an aspiring comedian myself. So this is really really cool that this guy is 45, wanting to pursue modeling, and that industry itself at age 45 is a lot more challenging. So very inspiring. Uh, so about 10 minutes ago, the guy, the same guy, Colin, he tweeted a dad update in the works of having my dad's own signature pair of sunglasses. Has a photo shoot lined up this week, and he will be visiting Chicago soon. This is more publicity than we could have dreamed. Thanks for the love and support. Hashtag Twitter Dad. Oh, isn't that awesome? See, now that's something cool about social media. There we go. There's some positive to it. I love that. Mm, 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 mm. Beautiful. Well, I wish your dad the best, Colin. I think that is really, really cool. All right, so Grey's Anatomy. Ooh, where do I start? I retweeted so many Grey's Anatomy tweets the other night, y'all. It was on Thursday night. There were two storylines kind of intertwined. So there's one doctor, we'll call her by her first name, character named Joe. And she grew up in foster care, and her uh, birth mom dropped her off, like, I think at a fire station when she was a baby, like five days old. And so she finally did DNA test, and then she decided to, you know, found some matches a cousin or something and then led her you know basically to to you know online search to finding her her mom and 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 real life and all that so and i say real life like instead of just online anyway so so the movie intertwines between her storyline of finding her birth mom confronting her birth mom like hey you abandoned me you dropped me off at a fire station i grew up in foster care i didn't have the best life i got abused i got you know, had I, I, I had a terrible upbringing, going foster care home, the foster care home, and I've been a foster care mom, so please know not all foster care parents are horrible. Please know there are some of that are very loving and and all that too. And I'm adopted myself, but anyway, side note there, I just I hate when media just makes it all cliche like that. But anyway, but it still was a really good episode. <laughs> so, uh, so she so she she confronts the birth the birth mom and tells her all this and says, you know, uh. Also, after all that, I even got married to this guy that abused me, and then, you know, I finally left him, and now I'm happy, you know, I'm married to a good guy now, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you could tell she was really hurt and angry, and, like, you know, she, she finds this mom, and the mom's, like, living in this really nice house, and married, and got a few kids, a couple kids, and it seems like she's doing well, and so that makes her even matter, like, wow, you, did you even think to look for me? You know, you got all this great stuff going on, and so... um so the, the mom tells her basically that it was date rape was her conception, that she, um, you know, knew the guy, went on the date, agreed to the date and stuff, but then when it came to, you know, sex parts didn't agree to it and, and came a date rape and then she got pregnant and then, you know, gave her up or, or you know, to the fire station about five days after she was born because every time she looked there, made her think of the whole the dad, the guy, and the birth dad. And, oh, by the way, side note, she asked where her, her dad was before she found out the rape had happened and she told her that he had died 
oh, I think motorcycle accident or car accident, something like that. Anyway, so he was he, they, the storyline that the birth dad she couldn't find him because he was no longer alive anyway. But then she, the birth mom goes on to tell her that you know, hey, I, he raped me, you know, date raped me, and and that and that took her years to get past that, and so she never searched for the daughter, and um, just taking it day by day kind of thing. And the daughter confronts her, and then they kind of they kind of. Mm. Uh, it was really sad. I guess they kind of find peace with each other at the end, but then the birth mom eventually, you know, leaves. They meet. Well, initially she goes to the house and they meet there. Anyway, so while this storyline's going on, it intertwines with Joe herself, that doctor, foster care child, you know, finding her birth mom, confronting her. That same character has that doctor Joe has um has a patient come in and you cannot exactly sure you they kind of allude to make you think the whole episode that the husband this patient's husband had been beating on her but it was a good twist because at the end you discover it wasn't the husband it was like i don't know like she was jogging or something they don't really tell you but it apparently was like a stranger a random horrible attack like raped and and beat up and everything. It was just she looked terrible, really bad. And the lady that played that character, gosh, what is her name? Blinking out. She was amazing, very convincing character. Um, so at the end, they, you know, she she gets the husband calls the husband. That's how you figure out the twist. Like, oh, it wasn't her husband that's beating her. You know, Joe kind of assumes it's the husband because of her past experience with her former husband that beat her up. Anyway, so I think what made it most memorable was. For me personally, because I am adopted, even though I have kind of a different storyline, I can kind of really kind of not um, in some aspects of the storyline, but it was really, really good. And my favorite scene, which I think a lot of women will agree with, I know we're talking about women, like being more women in Congress than ever, and women power and all that good stuff. But I, I do believe in equal rights, women, men, all that good stuff. But at the same time, it's very important to teach women, especially young ones, like, because um, I've struggled with self-esteem most of my life. And so, and then that's going to sound cliche because I'm adopted and maybe it has to do with that you know, insecurity for me, but I don't think every adoptee is like that. But anyway, um, but the most beautiful scene was what made it, I think, most memorable overall was this one scene. So she didn't want to see any men, you know, because she had just gotten raped and she's freaking out and she's like bruised all over. And they ask her, do you want to do like the DNA, the rape kit? You know, so they're like, you don't have to report it. It's it's up to you. But if you don't do it, you'll never have evidence. I didn't know that. Do you know that, y'all? So by law, they explain, I don't know if it's every state or all U.S., but they said you basically can do this kit. Like if you've been hurt and raped and all that at the hospital, they can do this kit and then they I guess put it at the police station and store it away, and then you decide if you ever actually want to press charges. You'll have the kit for evidence. So she's kind of like if 50-50, I guess, something like that. And then the Joe, the doctor, she convinces her to, to do the kit. And then even while they're doing the kit by law, they have to ask her every time. They have to do different parts of the body and stuff. They have to ask her every time is this okay? Can we go on? And she has to say yes or no. And luckily she said yes every time I went through the whole kit process and got it done. Well, she has to have surgery after the kit uh, is done, you know, get all the samples and stuff. And so she, her internal organs, she got beat up so bad that her internal organs like went up to her chest. It was really bad. So she needed this emergency, emergency surgery they couldn't do until she after got the kit for evidence. Well, and she's freaking out. She don't want to see any men, you know, and she's like, please, no man doctors, please. I just got raped, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I know I say blah, blah, blah too much. But anyway, and so they have this scene where 
They have all the women's staff, the nurses, medical assistants, doctors. It's all females lining up this long hallway. Oh, that's my dog, Prescott. He says hi. <laughs> it was a good episode, wasn't it, Prescott? That's right. Yes, he likes Grace and Amy, too. And, um, and so they line them up as the patient. They will the patient down the hallways. All she sees is just women everywhere just surrounding her to, you know, give her that strength and it was just so beautiful, beautiful message of love and strength, you know? Isn't that awesome? But that's to me why I think that. No, not yet, buddy. He's tired. He wants to go to bed. We got like seven minutes, buddy. Anyways, let me play a song as my dog's getting tired and we're winding down. Isn't, isn't Grey's Anatomy just such a good show? I just love that show. Mm. I'll cry when it ever it ends. I don't, I don't want any. I'm already sad Big Bang Theory's ending. <laughs> I'm like, no, because I don't watch a lot of TV. Honestly, Big Bang Theory is my sitcom right now, and Grey's Anatomy is my drama show. That's really all I care about. I don't watch a lot of TV. I mean, I watch Idol. Like, even now, I'm like, I may or may not watch the rest of Idol, but I probably will just for funsies because it's in Hawaii, and Hawaii looks really pretty. But <laughs> that's really the only two shows I really watch. Anyway, well, I do watch Netflix here and there. All right. I think I tend to listen to music and watch music videos more than anything else, honestly, when it comes to entertainment. I love music. All right. So, hmm. I think we're going to play Heart Goodbye because it's one of my favorites and it's sung by Brandon Hilton and it's written by Jonathan Hobner and it's a theme song from the movie Midnight Cabaret by Donna Clark. And all three of them I just mentioned are my dear friends that I miss so much in the South Carolina area or the Carolinas, I should say. Brandon Hilton's gone back and forth from North to South Carolina, but the others are mostly South Carolina. Well, Jonathan travels a lot too. But anyway, I miss y'all. I love y'all. South Carolina will always be home away from home for me because I all miss y'all so much and I hope y'all enjoy this song as we wind down and wrap up the show tonight again heart goodbye and uh, wishing each of you a wonderful and safe week ahead please reach out anytime if you want to just say hello or message me any topic suggestions and or guest interview request at coffee talk wc on twitter and thanks again so much today from minnesota I really did enjoy speaking with you earlier thanks for sharing your thoughts on the news and all all right here we go enjoy heart goodbye and I go ahead and say this is Shell signing off love and peace because I'm going to uh, disconnect after this song and go to bed and snuggle with my doggy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Got me trembling, rewind to the feeling of way back. 